Hello and welcome back to another episode. Um, so in today's episode, we'll just be doing one article called Trust the Process. Um, it's based around estate planning. The baby boomer generation is on the cusp of the largest intergenerational transfer of wealth in history. With $68 trillion on the line, how do we ensure a smooth transition? Eliza Bavin writes, The baby boomers have meant many things for the world, born from post-World War II optimism and known for everything in modern times from the sexual revolution of the 1960s to the vast amount of wealth they acquired as they reached the middle age. Now that they are about to embark on the largest intergenerational wealth transfer in history with 68 trillion globally and 3.5 trillion in Australia set to be passed on to the next generation. While most of this money is held in individual retirement accounts, for many it is tied up in investments like equities and property. The question then becomes how do we ensure the smooth transition of these assets without losing great chunks through complex legal and tax requirements. The answer for this is most often established in testamentary trust, which allows for any inheritance being passed onto beneficiaries while adding additional protections and helping them achieve certain tax advantages. However, as many financial advisors are too aware, there are issues that arise in every family and also need negotiating. Supporting the bloodline. On the surface, one might think estate planning is simple. Write a will that leaves everything I own to my children. But as Fitpatrick's private wealth senior advisor Trish Prince explains, things are rarely that simple when it comes to any family. Many people are concerned about the money they have worked hard for their entire life and how it they are going to ensure it is passed on safely, not to just their children, but also their grandchildren, she says. Prince says this concern about ensuring it is only those who are related by blood who will benefit can be tricky to navigate. Due to this, Prince says she likes to uncomfortably disturb her clients in that she knows the only way to sort through potential issues is to get them all out on the table. I like to put a family tree and say, okay, who in the family does not get along? And create a safe space where they feel, start to feel more comfortable and things eventually come out, Prince says. Then I ask them who they actually trust with their money and who they feel they can trust to be in control. There are always issues and family dynamics that have to be navigated. For some, it may be that while a couple may wish for their daughter to receive inheritance, they might not want her husband to receive any. For example, another issue comes into play when you have blended families. Once you start bringing in children from your previous relationships, the family tree can start to get meddled. What we offer, especially in circumstances where they are very fragmented, It is to have a meeting with those who will be in control of the money, Prince says. This can help understand the why. So they know it wasn't about excluding someone from benefiting, but more about including the bloodline in benefiting and not to those who may come along later. Having a sense of understanding is is extremely important. 
says head of strategy and development in Creestone Clark Morgan. When establishing a trust, it is not just about ensuring everyone understands who the beneficiaries are and why, but also what the purpose of the money is. It is important to understand what a client wants to achieve. It is an understanding of the values that they subscribe to and the ways in which they are generated. The wealth can then be passing that on to the children, Morgan says. Or is it telling the next generation how you want the money to be spent? Is it going into a charitable disposition? Are you going to give it to the kids? Is it just cash or is it for a business? Morgan says the best way to deal with conflicts in family is by setting dispute resolution. Morgan says, well, this may sound very formal. It's just a simple way of ensuring there is a clear and agreed upon way to deal with the disagreements within the family. If you set up a clear dispute resolution oath before any disagreement occurs, you will have a solid framework to refer back to, Morgan says. In many cases, we have seen families that have set clear guidance that unless you are direct descendant that is in bloodline of the parents, you don't get a seat at the table. It may seem harsh, but many financial advisors understand their issue because they have seen it all go wrong. Prince and Morgan agree that it is much better to have everything out on the table than wait for issues to arise later. Lifespan Financial Planning Compliance and Technical Officer Anna Mizoran says that because financial advisors are in the most cases first professionals to have the discussions with the client, it is important to get the facts straight. She says in many instances, clients simply don't think there is any need to go beyond having an update to will. It is great that clients have that the client has a current will that reflects their wishes. However, they may also benefit from adding a provision to add their will to establish a testamentary trust for certain beneficiaries if need be. Miseran says, not having a complex estate or fancy investments should not be the reason for people ignoring the potential benefits of making a provision for a testamentary trust in their will. As Moran says, This will give the executor of their estate flexibility and the ability to exercise discretion at the time and determine if there is a need for establishing a trust. Yes, there is a cost involved in seeking professional advice. Establishing the trust and maintaining the trust and that that cost is usually weighed against the potential benefits the trust can add to the future beneficiaries financial circumstances, she said. The establishment of the trust is not limited to family members only. Charitable organisations or even pets may also be on the trust. Um, Understanding jargon. Understanding the legal requirements involved with establishing a trust in one of the most complicated factors after working through family dynamics Prince works very closely with lawyers and accountants to ensure everything is prepared by the book. We are not lawyers, and at the end of the day, unless you have studied the law in any way, lawyers have sorry, lawyers have you can't profess to actually 
know the ins and outs, Prince says. I actually think it is dangerous if you think you can do it all. It's not a negative to admit that you need someone else who is an expert to give you support so that the client gets the right outcome. While Prince is not a legal professional, special counsel at Australian business lawyers and advisor Erin Brown certainly is. Brown is a senior estate planning lawyer who advises privately held businesses, high net worth individuals and family groups in relation to both estate and business succession planners matters. Sorry. As Brown explains, it is crucial for clients to obtain professional advice from experts' experience in establishing and reviewing trusts, including financial planners, accountants, and lawyers. Financial planners normally may help out the goals of the person establishing the trust and create the path for other advisors, like lawyers and accountants, to establish the terms of the trust, Brown says. The probably Sorry, probably the most common mistake we see when establishing testamentary trusts is a failure to consider who should act as the trustee of the trust, particularly when the beneficiaries are unable to manage the trust themselves due to age, disability or vulnerability. Brown says she has seen a tendency for clients to automatically appoint family members to act as a trustee without considering the pressure this sorry considering the pressure this may take on the trustee or the detriment that a point may have for the relationship between the trustee and the beneficiary in some circumstances it may be prudent to the to consider whether an independent or professional trustee would be more appropriate she says Another common mistake is that the provisions of the trust do not adequately define the beneficiaries of the trust. Brown says one of the more interesting things she has seen in the establishment of a trust where the intended beneficiary has inadvertently not been included as a beneficiary. More commonly, we see trusts established for vulnerable beneficiaries where the nominated trustee is also the beneficiary of the trust. She says, without adequate checks and balances in place, this can lead to potential mismanagement of the trust funds to the detriment of the intended beneficiary. Finally, Brown says, ABLA has also seen several trusts that do not include appropriate provisions for transferring control of the trust on the death of existing trustee. It may not be sufficient to enable the nominated trustee to decide how to control, sorry, how control is to pass and clients should be given some thought to who is the successor trustee may be if their first choice is not available for any reason. Brown says it is important to get the trust right on establishment. It can be difficult and risky at times to amend the terms of the trust, especially after death, and getting it wrong can have serious consequences for the beneficiaries. Amending a trust can result in resettlement of the trust with serious taxation consequences, Brown warns. 
Crest accountant partner Wes Bothmer knows all too well the ins, outs and complexities of tax consequences. Bothmer says one of the biggest misconceptions clients have is believing a trust is some magical structure that can distribute profits to everyone in the family and not have to pay any tax. This, Bothmer explains, is not the case at all. By owning something in a trust, they still think the money is now owned by the trust. Sorry, the money is theirs, and but is now owned by the trust and will not form any part of their normal estate. This is where a new trustee is appointed on the death of the current trustee and is typically nominated within that existing deed, he explains. Uh, people earning income through a trust such as a personal services or personal professional services believe income can be transferred out to another beneficiary but personal services income legislation requires that a professional income to be taxed in their hands at their marginal rates and ignored and ignores the specific entity that was earned through but taxation, the Australian Taxation Office has established the legislation quite firmly. Income is classified as PSI when more than 50% of the amount you receive for a contract was for your labour, skills or expertise, the ATO says. The first thing you need to do is work out if any of your income is classified as PSI. If it is, you need to then work out if the PSI rules apply to that income. This legislation has been created to improve the integrity and equity in the system tax system. This is by ensuring you cannot reduce or defer your income tax by diverting income received from your personal services through companies, partnerships or trusts, the ATO says. It is important to note that the PSI does not affect you if you are an employee receiving only salaries and wages. However, if you are operating an entity such as a company, partnership or trust and, an, and are an employee of that entity, then the PSI rules may apply. It is legislation like that makes, that makes seeking expert help extremely important. APRA regulated versus SMSF. Especially so when it comes to the difference in whether the deceased held assets within a superannuation fund or self-managed super fund, the tax implications are usually applied to the estate of the deceased, not to the newly established trust from the estate, says Miserin. For example, when a superannuation death benefit is paid to the deceased estate, the super fund does not deduct withholding tax from the taxable miscomponent before paying the amount to the estate, Mazarin says. This is because the trustee of the super fund is unaware of the beneficiary's circumstances, such as the beneficiary is a tax dependent or a non-tax dependent. It then becomes the responsibility of the executor to identify the right beneficiary, determine the, if the beneficiary was a, a dependent of the deceased for tax purposes at the time of death or not, and withhold tax if relevant, she says. 
This means when the trust is established from the deceased estate, the tax liability has already been met by the executor of the estate and the testamentary trust does not have any initial tax liabilities. Crestone Head of Wealth Planning, Maria Pasonesa, Peonessa, sorry, says with an SMSF, there will be a binding death nomination benefit in place, which will allow for flexibility. You can either transfer super fund as assets to an individual beneficiary or nominate your estate, your legal personal representative, so that where the assets actually get transferred because a super fund is not an estate asset, Panessa says. To make it an estate asset, you need to nominate your estate, so your legal personal representative. This means that it will allow your super fund assets to transfer in accordance with the line of that the will stipulates. If the will stipulates that the assets are going to a trust structure, that is how you transfer it over to an actual asset of the estate. So the binding death benefit must designate the assets to either go to an individual or via the will in a trust structure. With an APRA regulated super fund, it can be very similar. It all comes down to how you define or how you choose to make that nomination as to where your assets are to go, she says. Crest Accountant's financial advisor, Robert Robert Hayward says there are some issues that arise with SMSFs, especially if where property is involved. The asset on death can mean the property itself can be transferred out and re, re, sorry, require the sale of the asset, he says. Whereas most of the assets managed funds, cash shares are liquid and can be moved easier. Hayward says that both SMSFs and APRA regulated structures allow for the beneficiary nomination, both binding and non-binding. Tax issues present when funds are paid to the adult who are adult children who are not cis dependent and taxable components of the fund will be taxed at 15 plus Medicare. Compared to transfer to spouse or dependent child where assets will be tax free, Hayward says. Keeping track. Keeping track of each client's assets can prove difficult, especially given the tax implications implications that could arise depending on the individual's assets. For instance, SMSFs follow very strict rules and are regularly audited, when it, but when it comes to transferring those assets over to the trust structure, things can become more difficult in relation to the income generated from those assets. Class has been well established in the SMSF space in providing accountants a streamlined process for keeping track of the back office administration. As Class SME senior analyst Angelique Faze explains, it was through ongoing conversations with the clients, Class realised establishing the same features it had placed in the super space was needed for the trust as well. By replicating the features of the class super for SMSF administration, class trust was designed to help accountants and advisors 
deliver the same efficiencies for trust administration. One of the things we realized early on were the additional reserves with automatic journals so trust accountants can account for types of income that they shouldn't be included and they also have the flexibility to transfer income to a trust income definition reserve, Faye says. We added different options really focusing on the common income determinations that often seen in a trust deed. So under under ordinary concept or, or income equalization clause, by adding extra options around the treatment such as capital work deductions, it has allowed class to cater for the flexibility that is so often needed. Faye said class trust was borne out in depth discussions with accountants around their current processing of trust and identifying their real pain points. What they were telling us was that it could easily take them a day or two to process a trust that had a good portfolio investments with local and international shares, she explained. And all that work that was being done in Excel's, on Excel spreadsheets, it was really complex and it meant accountants couldn't pass on the administration side to juniors because it was too complex for them. Everything can now be automated with class trust, bank feeds, income, corporate actions, all the key parts of adm- administrating an investment trust are now taking care of them for them. Faye says that this is vital because when using spreadsheets, there can be lack of consistency. As she points out, there are many people that have their own quirks and way of doing things, which made it difficult to pass on the workload to someone else within the firm. And the elephant in the room was previously that someone might forget a corporate action, miss a dividend, or maybe forget a related party transfer, Faye explains. With class, we can keep track of all the information and it makes it much easier to assist our customers and give them a greater sense of confidence. While class trust deals with many types of trust, testamentary trust can be administered because they're quite similar to discretionary trust. Faye says the system supports the testamentary trust and class will also soon be releasing support for income streaming. You will also be able to stream the capital gains, sorry, gains and franked income to a beneficiary. So class will ad- identify the streamable components of the income as well as the attached franking credits and will make it really easy to, for the user to distribute those components in accordance with what was established in the trustee resolution, she says. Is this is it all equal? Clearly the complexities of estate planning require many conversations all through all thorough planning but is vitally important. Many advisors find themselves needing to explain that trusts are not just a tool for wealthy but a good way to protect assets that you are leaving to the family. Um, Generation Life offers investment bonds as alternative to trust. 
Working in a similar fashion, a person can establish an investment bond to hold their family investmental assets and de designate a beneficiary. Generation Life Chief ex Executive ex <laughs> um, Grant Hackett says he has heard horror stories of families that have considered a will over relatively small amounts of money. He had the deceased established a bond or trust. Those family issues could have been avoided with, sorry, could have been avoided along with costly court proceedings. This is not just for the wealthy. We see a lot of grandparents with kids whose kids might be divorced or have blended family situations and they just want to bypass the generation and leave some things for their grandkids, Hackett says. A bond is a great way for them to be able to, to bypass the generation and leave a set amount of money for the grandchildren to put towards their school fees. For example, Hackett has been seeing a lot of a lot more use of these kind of measures across the estates, not just the multi-million dollar ones. It can help provide some reassurance to the client and we've noticed them be quite chuffed about the fact that they know that everything is set up for their grandkids and going to be distributed as per their wishes, he says. For Prince, the matter is quite personal. Having lost her husband and now raising their daughter alone, they were fortunate to have had a trust in place to ensure they were both protected. I needed, I needed a trust because I am a financial planner and so from an asset protection point of view, the wealth that my daughter and I inherited is via a trust, Prince explains. For Prince, she can rest assured that her daughter will be taken care of and whatever is in the trust cannot be accessed by anyone else. She even jokes that if anyone were to sue her, all they would get is her trusty Toyota RAV4. Brown agrees that the real value in trust becomes, comes from the asset protection side. Beneficiaries do not own the assets. In our experience, the biggest misconception that clients have about trusts is that they are only for families with high net wealth or ultra-wealthy families. Um, while trusts are often established to protect wealth, it is common for those with even modest estates to utilize trust to ensure hard-earned assets remain within the family or protected vulnerable beneficiaries. Brown says that while many clients share concerns around the costs associated with establishing and running a cost, at the end of the day, it is a wealth worthwhile endeavor. While it is true that there are additional costs to establish and maintain a trust, these costs are often insignificant when compared to year-on-year -year savings and can be generated by approximately structured testamentary trust, she says. Awesome. So that was everything for that episode. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Um, yeah, I stay tuned for next episode. Bye.